Welcome back to the Kill Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Gray, and tonight I'm joined by my internet co-host. We have Ash. We have Devin. Say what's up, guys. Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, I gotta, I'm trying to come up with something new every single time. I, I live for the moment. I don't, in my mind, there was a dramatic pause. There wasn't, there wasn't, there wasn't, there wasn't, I was just waiting on it. <laughs> You did not disappoint. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So, as most of you have already seen this by now, like that you're hearing it, it will be It Chapter 2. Um, Devin, you know it's coming in at a whopping two hours and 49 minutes. Mm-hmm. But would you also <laughs> be interested in seeing the extended director's cut? No. Already slated <laughs> to come to theaters. No. I think I'll get it. I think I, I it just with the original cut, I, I get it. I get what you're putting down, man. But you don't know what the extra floats are. I mean, I, I'll be I, fine. I don't, don't want to see this as a trend. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm tempted to watch Midsummer again, but I also feel like I don't have enough time to set aside to watch a longer three-hour movie. Right. So are. Devin, I know you're probably concerned, but um, Ash, do you do you see this as becoming a problem? Are you interested in these things, or is this just a new trend for now? I mean, I'm all for it. I'm going to support our hmm. community no matter what. But I do see it as becoming as a trend. And don't get me started on Midsummer because I'm pissed that there's going to be another extended cut, but it's going to be only available on Apple TV. What? I, I don't even know if Apple fans are lucky or unfortunate because there's just there's a lot going on. I think the movie is definitely my I think number two film right now sitting of the year. Um, but I don't think it deserves three versions of the film. I do feel like that some some of the movies are kind of becoming a little greedy with it. Cause it's like okay, I already spent like fifteen dollars seeing like the first cut. Now you want me to go back out and spend like another fifteen dollars on another cut? And then you're gonna come out with another like a third cut. It's like why can't you just do all of this at once? It's annoying and pretentious because you know we're in an age right now where it's hard to get people in movie theaters anyway because uh-huh. ticket sales are declining because why would you want to spend $50 to pay for a movie ticket for you and your date? That's including popcorn and drinks. You have to sit next to loud, obnoxious people uh-huh. when you just wait a couple months till it's on Netflix or Shutter anyway. So it's a bit pretentious. But this also reminds me of this trend that happened maybe about, I don't know, 10 years ago in the music industry where an artist will release an album and then maybe about three or four four months later, they released the extended version of that album. Oh, yeah. Like, Ush, I remember Usher doing that with Raven versus Raymond, and then he did Versus, which was just the same album with additional songs. And it's, they're, they're trying to maximize their do- bottom dollar, and it's it's, it's annoying. <laughs> it's just it's just annoying. Yeah, I I originally I wasn't I wasn't up on it in the music industry, but then when I saw I forget what year it was, but Beyonce released uh, the same album with like three extra songs on it, so she mm-hmm. could be nominated for Grammys. Great! And I was like, "That's 
Uh-oh. Right. It is the day after Beyonce's birthday. Can we not use her name of any, please? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I just meant as a critical control point. Because it's like, that's when I remember becoming aware that, okay, there's something at play here. Right. But now, I mean, CDs are becoming pretty much extinct. So I guess maybe they're moving on to the movies. But at the same time, it's like with Midsommar, I know a couple people who went and saw it again like this past weekend. And they're like, there was nothing special about the movie. Like I could, I I, I was satisfied with the first cut. They didn't do nothing different with this one. Wait, so... Okay, wait a minute. There was an extended cut of Midsummer that came out last week, and there's another one that's coming out on Apple. Right, three yes. different versions. Oh, I thought the extended one was going straight to Apple. I didn't know. Wow. Yeah, that's like obnoxious. for a limited time for like a weekend, Midsummer was brought back to theaters for an extended director's cut. But a lot of people said that there was nothing special about it, and that there weren't even that many scenes added back into the movie. And then a couple of days later, they're like, oh, Midsommar's director's extended cut edition will be released on only exclusively on Apple TV. That is so exploitive of the audience. I, I really hate that. Well, I wonder if maybe it's not necessarily a different cut. It's just the scenes are longer. Like the bear scene is longer or the insemination scene is longer. And that's why people can't notice the difference, which is all the more reason not to go watch it again. Um, but I mean, I'm, for... I'm 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 good with the first cut. <laughs> I'm I'm satisfied. Yeah. I mean, and I understand when movies are released on 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 Blu-ray or or DVD, there are sometimes there's a rights issue where sometimes you'll have one version released and then a year later another version released. I mean, how many versions of Army of Darkness are there? On, on Blu-ray, so understand that in that context. But even then, that's still exploiting their audience because they know the horror genre is, is very passionate about these films. Just stop taking all my money. Yeah, because movie movies are not cheap. They're not cheap, and there's more things we can be doing with our lives. I mean, like Greg <laughs> said, if if it's just a very scene that's extended, how does that? Does it change the the experience of the movie? Uh, I I haven't seen the movie, but I don't. I wouldn't think it does. So, what do you think, Ray? I have not ventured to go see it. I I don't I don't know if just because it's Ari Aster, I don't know if it's a cash grab, um, or if it's just artistic freedom being liberated. Like, you know, films get censored for whatever reason, knocked out. But then it's there's films a hit. So now he has more negotiating power. Be like, no, this is the film I wanted to shoot, put it in theaters. See, and I'm not even sure, I mean, in my own uh, vision, I'm not even sure if this is even Ari Aster's responsibility. I think this is all the marketing and the production or the producing team that's negotiating these new re-releases like he's probably I'm assuming he's not involved in this part of the process but I could be wrong I I think if it was Quentin Tarantino oh shit 
Yeah, <laughs> but I think Quentin Tarantino would have more of a say in these films getting re-released to his vision in theaters versus Ari Aster, who's only had two major film credits. I would assume. I don't know. But, I mean, he's knocked them both out of the park. True. Also, like, with some of, like, these re-releases, like, extended cuts, they only released in certain theaters. So it's not all, it's not really nationwide. It's only, like, maybe if you're lucky, uh, one theater in your city or something. Because, I mean, I was going to look in, I was going to look into going to see Midsommar again. But the only showing they had was over in Newport, aka Kentucky, like right across the bridge. But I was like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not I'm not driving across the bridge just to see a movie, but I actually just Googled it real quick and it looks like it's only made twenty seven million domestically. So it may actually be a cash grab. It, it sounds like it. Because I, I, I think it is. Depending on how much the budget was, which I don't I don't know if you consider that a set design. Like it's an open field for the most part. So I don't know how much money they actually spent on not wearing makeup and not shaving your genitalia. So, <laughs> oh my. I mean I'm just, oh I'm just saying. I mean he ain't lying though. <laughs> I'll wait for the blu-ray. Um, might as well just wait for Amazon Prime (laughs) either way I I hope that they stop doing this I saw Spider-Man just got extended cut they Mm. re-released Endgame so that they could beat Avatar which is just so fucking dumb like Avatar didn't have to re-release Avatar the eight-hour version where James Cameron's just fucking Avatar for six hours. Ooh. You know? it's. I they, do not want to see that movie. That movie was already... I've only watched it once, and I'm good. I think James Cameron wants to see that movie. That's why he's been making it for ten years. I bet you he has a full-scale Avatar in his house. What slot? I bet. <gasps> <laughs> okay, then, Gray. Okay. My virgin, my virgin ears. <laughs> if Disney has one, James Cameron has to have one. Disney has one. Yeah, you never been to the Avatar Park in Disney World? You gotta go. No. Wait. I'm confused. Are we talking about James Cameron fucking real avatars? <laughs> like a real doll version of an avatar? Yes. Okay. Let's make sure we're on the same track. We can continue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I hope so. I, I know it's been a lifelong dream of his. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, in Pandora, you can go and you'll see like an incubated full scale avatar. And I don't know what it costs Disney to keep a puppet and submerged in water or if it's just really good camera work and you're just watching a video. I don't know. But the thing fucking twitches. All I'm saying is that I don't even care about Avatar. I think it was overrated. I I do too. I do too. It was just a ripoff of Pocahontas. But anyways. (laughs) And Dances with Wolves. (laughs) That that one too. So you're just really waiting for the return of Sarah Connor. 
you know, I don't give a shit about the Terminator films, but the new one looks pretty good. <laughs> it does. I, I would I, actually pay to see that. Well, you know, you I have a theory about this. Um, Terminator, in concept, the first one, mm-hmm. is a sci-fi film. Terminator 2 is an action film. Terminator, anything else after that, they go too hard in the sci-fi. I find that that's what fucks up franchises. People like to see everyday people dealing with the imminent future of destruction or whatever, but they don't like to watch people in the fucking future. So it's like, I think that's where the franchise messed up. It went too much with the robots and what happened in 2038 or whatever the year is. Well, not this <laughs> is bringing Sarah Connor back out. Perhaps John Connor back out. He's credited. He has been confirmed in the film. Yes, uh, which they've been hiding. I'm waiting for that trailer where we get to see whatever size Edward Furlong he is. You are Dang. Lucy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm look. Oh my god! I want to see John just as much as anyone else. Okay, he was the best John Connor. Um, oh, I don't know what happened legally as to why he never returned to the franchise. Because he got nasty drugs. with his manager. He was screwing around with older women. Got in hold with some drugs. He became a liability, so they couldn't recast him in part three. Mm-hmm. So they replaced him with the very stable Nick Stabley. That is He had just as many problems as Eddie Furlong. <laughs> I'm so, so I'm, I'm crying. I'm hoping they do a I haven't read much on this I will go see it but I'm hoping they pull a Halloween 2018 and Dark Fate takes place after T2 mm, so racist like, yeah. yep we don't need any Christian Bale bullshit or anyone else from what I understand they are I think they are ignoring parts 2 or 3, 4, and 5 well, hopefully they made a smart decision. I assume yeah. that if Linda Hamilton came back, it's because it at least the script is good. I don't. Yeah. Tim Miller's a pretty awesome director. Um, yeah, for I, her to come out from hiding and stuff, it better be a damn good script. Mm-hmm. Plus, now her twin gets to work again, and you know she's probably been hard up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gray is out tonight. <laughs> So I'm gonna, great, I'm gonna do, switch gears. Do you not consider the first Terminator a horror movie? I would say I guess not. <laughs> what was that? No, I don't I don't think so. Okay. Because when I go when I think about that film and just my desire to watch it. It is slim to shit. The only time I ever watched Terminator, um, like I think of it as an action. Like I, I would watch Terminator and Cobra back to back, just as action movies. I'm kind of dating myself now. If you guys know what Cobra was, I remember Cobra. Um, I'm assuming you're not talking about Cobra Kai. So, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know how far apart they are in years right offhand, but Just a couple I years watching them on cable often. Like I would be excited if Terminator came on and Cobra came on. Either film. 
and that one to me is an action thriller. I'm not sure what. I'm not even sure what Terminator would be billed as. Would it be? Is it billed well, as a horror movie? Well, no, it is billed as a sci-fi action film, but it, a lot of people have, especially I think retroactively looking back at it, consider it a horror film because it has a clear, th- uh, I'm sorry, clear villain, clear protagonist. There are a lot of dark elements to it. So there is an argument to be made if the, fr- if the first Terminator is a horror film. But it, that's, you know, mostly us horror geeks in our horror circles claiming that. Woo woo. Part two is a full-on action film. We acknowledge that. But part yes. one can, can also be considered a horror film. Just like, you know, Alien. Alien is a horror film. Aliens is an action thriller. Sci-fi thriller. Yeah, it's a, it turns. I agree. Yeah. Also by James Cameron. Uh, this is true. I don't know if a lot of people have ever seen... I feel like Alien gets overshadowed by Aliens. People just assume that Aliens is the first one. Mm-hmm. I did. Everyone. Yeah. I feel like Alien really gets the... Um, Earth Day, maybe like three years ago, I went and watched a double feature, Alien, Aliens back-to-back 4K restored. Ooh. And it was probably the best fucking four hours of my life. I have a t-shirt somewhere, actually. See, that I would do. I would do that. Huh? It's two movies. I, I can deal with a four-hour experience if there are two different films that I'm watching, but not like one long movie okay. where a bunch of Transformers are beating each other up. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, Michael Bay. We see you. <laughs> I'm weak. So then moving right along, Ash, you put me on to the Black Christmas trailer today. Yes. So those of you listening at home, that's real time. <laughs> where we are that Taylor just dropped today uh, Ash you want to take us through it so pretty m- okay so like Grace said the first trailer of Black Christmas the pre- was what was the second remake of the 1974 original best film ever one of the best films ever um, so you have Imogen Poots you have Brittany O'Grady um, and some other people and um, Carrie Elves, how do you pronounce his last name? I'm sorry. I said use. I don't Eels. know. Yeah. Carrie, <laughs> Princess Bride. If you guys don't know him, Carrie with him. a Y and one R. Or I guess <laughs> this is probably his first theatrical horror movie since Saw, right? Yeah. Saw Seven, the last Saw. No, he was in the. Was he in the last Saw? I know he was <laughs> in the first one. Yeah, not Jigsaw, but the one before that, the one they thought okay. was going to be the last. Um, okay. Carrie Elways. El- Elways. Okay. But yeah, so the trailer. I bet you for... I won't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the trailer for the 2019 re- uh, version of Black Christmas Drop is going to be released on Friday, 13th in December. So that's something to look forward to. Um, so pretty much like the synopsis. Um, everyone in college is getting ready for the holidays and then sorority girls are getting picked off one by one 
and pretty much in the trailer they went ahead and just spoiled it for you they pulled a whole pet cemetery and just showed you everything and and just spoiled it I don't understand why they do that but you could tell they do the whole like feminist thing there's like a whole feminist feel in the movie like I think the tagline said like um you mess with the wrong sisters but yeah I mean they were just playing up the sorority angle yeah, but I, I I get a little like a little feminist feel to it. Okay. It's definitely so, like I mean, the women seem to be stronger and fighting back and not all being picked off where there's only one woman left surviving. Yeah. Me and too. You... <laughs> Damn. But um yeah, just like based off the trail. I mean, I'm gonna see it no matter what. I'm always gonna support a horror movie, but I just don't understand why they would spoil the movie in the trailers. And I'm interested to see where like they're taking it, because just looking at it is definitely different from the previous two films. Like you don't have like the not well, you you do get the phone calls, but now it's more like text messaging, and then like the killer has like a mask and it could be like more than one killer with how they're going with it based on the trailer yeah I'm glad that it doesn't look like an exact remake of or replica of the first two Black Christmas films there does seem to be some sort of a different um, spin involving secret societies and maybe yeah and it's not virgin sacrifices I don't really know what country they're supposed to be in, but you can definitely tell it's a foreign take on it. Yeah. And we could tell just by this film, they're not going to go the same route they did with the 2006 film. That one Which just, that I was love. just. I mean, I like this, the 2006 one. I mean, it scared the crap out of me, but they kind of <laughs> went, they kind of went too far with some of the stuff in it. Whatever, I'm waiting for someone to help hire Michelle Trachtenberg again. <laughs> bring her back. Well, they are rebooting Gossip Girl, so maybe she'll uh, reprise the role in there. See? I'd be fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, glad this isn't doesn't seem to be a straight remake of the first two films, but I do agree they they it looks it appears as if they've rebuilt too much in the trailer. And I feel I feel as if the fraternity angle would have been a big surprise upon upon feeling the film for the first time. Rather than it being revealed in the trailer. Yeah. So looking at it, it was filmed at in New Zealand. So University mm-hmm. of I'm gonna butcher this name. I cannot pronounce names tonight. Uh, and that makes complete sense because Carrie's foreign, Imogen's foreign. You don't recognize any of the other actors in the film. All my so, cars is foreign. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All my bras so, are foreign. Sorry. So I think that might actually help to breathe new light into it. And if that is the case, I wonder what the 
New Zealand or Region 2, whatever they are for Blu-ray uh, trailer looks like. Was the two that okay? Because you know, like the original was Canadian. The 06 one is American Canadian. Okay, so it's Canadian too. Hmm. Sorry, looking at reading. Hey. <laughs> well, I think if anything, this film, no matter how successful it's going to be, I think it's going to reignite an interest in the 2006 remake because when it came out all the fans took a giant dump on it because you, it's hard to remake such an influential classic film mm-hmm. yeah. and the remake is different <laughs> in its own right it's oh it's yes bit, yeah it's played for for laughs and it's the, the comedy the reality of the whole world is heightened um compared to the first film and it's just not as uh, suspenseful as the first film but I personally love it. And looking at Twitter and Instagram over the years, I think a lot of other people have grabbed onto the remake more than he did upon its original release. So I'm just looking forward to having a triple feature between Black Christmas 74, Black Christmas 06, and then Black Christmas 19. I'm just I excited would, for like I another. Mean, not... Yeah, I'll be, I'm excited for another like Christmas horror. I'm, I, yeah. I love me some Christmas horror. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, no, we can't do that. Christmas is supposed to be jolly and happy, blah, blah, blah. Fuck those people. Well, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> you can't even say uh, Christmas anymore, right? You got to say holiday. Oh, yeah. We're going to start the count. <laughs> Good luck. believe that in half an hour I will be a part of the Ladomus gaming dynasty empire uh, Dominion we prefer Dominion I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family there's just one more thing and then you are officially part of the family so at midnight you have to play a game why it's just something we do when someone new joins the family a game what game? Hide and seek? Are we really gonna play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you. So there's no way for me to win, right? And stay hidden till dawn. <laughs> no, thank you. Good luck. What the hell is this? How old is this thing? You shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress? Emily? (laughs) Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. It's insane. They think they have to kill you before sunrise. Something very bad will happen to the family. If we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead. Found her. Why don't you just use mine? Mr. Lodomas, I just saw her running. Oh my god! Oh! 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 You're just another 
sacrifice. Do you think this is a fucking game? Yes, hide and seek. Remember? He wanted to get married. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's get on to the main event. I guess we never even said the reason we have gathered yet again around our microphones in our respective cities and states. And that is to discuss one 2019 film you may have seen or at least heard about called Ready or Not, starring one Samara Weaving. Uh, an excellent but not starring role of Adam Brody. And a personal favorite of mine, Miss Andy McDowell, a true Southern Alabama woman who has never been in a horror film that I'm aware of. That's your that's your crush right there, isn't it? Uh, she's up there. I mean, Groundhog's Day holds a special place in my heart. I wonder. Good old Rita. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know that the writers of this uh, movie or film director, damn, I am fucking that up. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, they are a writing group, troop, or whatever, but I don't know their name. Are you guys aware of this? Like Air Force One or something like that? Uh... I hear a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so there's two directors and there's two credited writers, um, including Ryan Murphy. You mean the four of them are a troop or the directors are a directing duo? I want to say the writers are the duo. I do not know that one. Okay, and actually, I thought it was Ryan Murphy from American Horror Story, but it's a different writing. Uh, writing no, it's Ryan Murphy, Murphy from Wrong Turn. Oh, Wrong Turn. That I do not know. Okay, it's not a big deal. I mean, I'm sure there's someone already screaming at, you know, their radio because they know the answer, and they're like, "Why the fuck <laughs> are they so hung up on this and don't know it?" It happens. <laughs> Sorry, I'll take better notes next time. <laughs> um, so the movie Ready or Not, um, in case you guys haven't seen the trailer, don't watch the trailer. Um, but it is a film of a, a bride's wedding night that takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. So Samara Weaving's character is madly in love with Mark O'Brien, or his name is Alex Le Domas. Um, and he is, for whatever reason, unknown to her, renounced his family, left millions of dollars, trust funds, Porsches, uh, Viagra behind in order <laughs> to start his own life and eventually find this woman who he falls in love with. And then I'm going to get into this later, but he returns home to marry her and um, have his family meet her for the first time, welcome her to the fold. And that's when we kind of get introduced to the quirkiness that is any family, not just a waspy rich family. That was a double positive, just a waspy family. Um. In which you meet the matriarch of the family, Tony Lodomas, 
the father, the uh, breadwinner, as well. at least in the first 10 minutes, you think that he's really buzzed his ass to put his family in a position that they are. And then they get married, and even though there's signs of things not quite being right, Samara Weaving's character, um, Grace, is still happy, madly in love, and goes through with the marriage. And then this is where it all <laughs> eventually gradually turn. Um, so there you have it. A quick little synopsis. What did you guys think? First impressions. Would fun. you like to go, Deb? <laughs> oh, why he say like that? <laughs> no, I thought it was fun. I enjoyed the film. I, uh, I, I know one of the... I've, I've read a few criticisms that the trailer gave a lot of the movie away. Um, I don't see how you could have advertised the movie without giving the the plot away, but it's it's still a fun ride. I actually enjoyed every mm-hmm. second of the movie. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely liked it. It was a lot of fun. And I don't know why, but I was just so excited to see Adam Brody in a movie. Yeah. Especially like this kind of movie. I was just like, when they first announced him, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I was just, I was so happy. But I I enjoyed this film a lot. And I love how, like, it was just like a mixture of, like, black comedy, a mixture of horror, just like a mixture of, like, everything into one film. And, I mean, the casting was pretty good. I, lo- I love the casting. Mm-hmm. And Samara yeah, Weaving. Woo! Yes. You know, um, a side note, based on her performance in this, which is... Not necessarily straight up horror like her role in the babysitter. And um she gets to show a little bit of her comedic chops. And the reason uh in which she did a, a, a very good job. And the reason I bring this up is I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this. She was cast in the third installment of Bill and Ted's Adventures as Bill's daughter. So she will get another chance to shine as a comedian which might be nice i would love for her to retain her crown as a scream queen i'm not sure if that word is in this year or not or are we still not accepting that is it offensive to call a woman a scream queen i don't know i I don't care i I I like it yeah i haven't heard that Uh, it seems it seems to be a thing like some women don't want to be called it i'm not saying anyway Uh oh is, I mean, <laughs> a, a year, a year or so ago, it was a hot subject of. People I mean, personally, I feel like queen. I, would, yeah, I feel like I would be honored if I was considered a scream queen. But I mean, that's just me. Are these individuals who don't identify with female pronouns? No, not that at all. Oh, just some of the women who have made a career in horror, maybe one or two years ago start saying that they weren't scream queens and it's an offensive term because they can do other things. Nev Campbell? Mm. Hey, I'm not saying any names. <laughs> I want names. <laughs> I want names. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make a Patreon account where we'll just throw shade the whole time. So. Um, but moving on, I, uh, I agree with Devin. I thought the film was great. It's definitely fun. It is a perfect end of summer movie where you're just like, I just need to sit down and enjoy something. There's laughable moments uh, when the, I forget the aunt's name, but the aunt was like, oh, dark-haired niece. 
Like she's just to the age to where she doesn't even give a fuck what your name is. She's oh, just Helene. like Is that her name, Helene? Yeah. Yeah. Uh which adds to her I don't know, jilted or jadedness. Um as the story unfolds, you find out that the family has made his fortune basically with on a deal with the devil. So every time there's someone new in the family, they have to play a game at midnight. And only once in family history has, let's just call it the deadly game, ever been dealt out. And Helene was the first person to suffer from this, in which they had to murder her fiancé, or I guess husband. Um, in which I guess she's just stayed bitter about the whole time. Like, everyone's okay with the money, but she still wasn't okay with doing it until later in the film you find out actually I said too much <laughs> spoiler alert yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking yeah. that I don't say anything <laughs> blanketed spoiler alert I may drift in, in and out <laughs> um, can I can I just say I thought she was like the grandma at first <laughs> oh really <laughs> I did I thought she was the grandma but I thought she was great. I think she's one of the standout roles in the entire movie. Just oh yeah, she's so committed. I I love it. She creeped me out. <laughs> she creeped me out and made me smile at the same time. So I I feel like I identify with her somehow. I don't know why. And loved I loved her. her hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, the hair was good. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I you could pull it off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm starting um, to get gray hairs now, so I'll be up there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to I'm going to take this a slightly different direction. Normally we would go on about what we liked about the film, but let's just get into the shit. And yes, give me two bad, one good that you're taking away from this movie. I'll let Devin uh, go first because Ash doesn't like it. You said Ever. you said one bad or two bad? Two bad, one what? good. Okay. One good I thought was the ending, which I won't give away, but the ending. Um the bad one bad thing I th- I I had a slight cringeness to the uh, maybe the way the the help was portrayed in the film like they were all pretty much Mm -hmm. they were all disposed of super quickly in a comedic sort of way which I understand serves the story I would have also liked to see that treatment done to actual members of the family as well it felt a little elitist to me Uh, another negative thing I have for the movie is huh there were too many false endings. I thought the movie was going to end at one point and it just kept going and you thought it would end at another point because she had many opportunities to get out of the situation that she was in, um, meaning Grace, but she found herself still chained to a table with a knife above her head. So those are my two bad one good. You know, and that's a, definitely a strange pitfall in the movie is that what... Love makes you do crazy things, right? And it's evident that she... (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, It's evident that she is... She 
I don't know. Because her, but she's. I don't. I don't know. I agree with you, right? She could escape. Like, there's one scene where she fights off the butler or the security guard. I'm not sure what he actually was. And you see her driving in a car. And even though her trip in the car is short-lived, what happened to where she only drove, like, three feet in, like, the (coughs) eight-minute scene of her driving away? At, let's say, 25, 35 miles an hour, that the fucking security guard could just walk up to the window two seconds later and be like, gotcha. Yeah. And that was where I said, okay, come on. We, we could have ended this a while ago. Yeah, like, they're, they're making excuses for her to fall back in. I doubt he is a track athlete once removed from, I don't know, Norway. <laughs> That's really specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is Norway known for through track athletes? Uh, no, they are not. Not at all. I think um, it's definitely south of the equator that kind of hones in the track people, but whatever. <clears throat> so what's your good then? Oh, the the I thought the last, despite me bitching about how many times the film gave us false endings, I thought the actual ending was was really strong. I also want to give props to the acting. I thought Samara Weaving totally uh, led this movie in, with a, the really strong performance. Mm-hmm. She and like we said earlier, she gave um, so many different layers of performance. She was, you know, funny when she had to be. She showed vulnerability when she had to. She also showed strength when she had to. Um, I, I I'm becoming a big fan of hers. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing her more. Hopefully, highlight you know the horror, you know shine in the horror genre. What about you, Ash? All right. Well, you pretty much took everything, all the good uh-huh. stuff. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll probably say one the one good thing out of many things I like about the film was just pretty much like the. The set, the set design, just like, just like the mansion that they had, that they filmed at, just like the props used, everything in the film. I, I really liked that. It was visually stunning. Um, just like um, one of the bad things I, I could, I would like to have seen more like character backstory, like with some characters. Especially with um, Adam Adam Brody's character, like him being the um, older brother, I kind of would have liked to see why he was such a drunk, like such an alcoholic. Like, why is he the way he was? Because, like, you had him being like the alcoholic, you had like the younger sister being like the ditzy, like, drug addict. Oh, I forgot about the sister. Yeah, the pill. Yeah, her. She was just so ditzy. She and then, was like, so high. <laughs> and then so, you had like, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, I I just wanted to I guess get into that part now since you mentioned it. It's because Alex is the Trojan horse. He's the one, even though he's presented as the man that left his family. 
and abandon all this, he's the only one that really enjoys it. Yeah. And as the film goes on, you see that. Like, if he didn't believe in it, he didn't care about self-preservation, he would have never brought her back to the mansion to get married, period. Like, he likes to pretend whatever, maybe it's just his machismo, to where he's like, no, I'm not going to do everything the way you guys want to do it, but yeah, fine, this is the way we make our money, we make our money. Daniel, you see him hide him in the opening scenes, and Daniel has a drinking problem, and then... uh, Emily or Emil, I forget her name, the cokehead sister, has a drug addiction. And they're the only three that are blood into this. And two-thirds of them are not for it. They can't even deal with it. But Prince Charming, you know, as you, as you see, had ulterior motives that just weren't fleshed out. I mean, I fell for him. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was like, aww. Like I okay, I would have I would have did anything he asked me to do, but um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I'm just saying he he was easy on the eyes, but um, so that I did a good one of the bads, the other bad I would like to see more of like Mister LaBelle, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, yeah LaBelle, the guy who who pretty much. Help the family out. I would like to, um, like for the movie to go more into his character. But I mean, I felt like they kind of did it at a, they did it all right. Like they didn't go too much into it, but I could, I would like a little more. Cause in the movie, I mean, you only see like a little, like, little glimpse of him. And if you weren't paying attention to the movie, you would have missed it. Uh, true, and I think that they that adds to, for me, the mystery of the film, but also um, maybe leaves headway for a prequel. Hmm. I mean, it did pretty well in the box office for it to have a prequel come out. But yeah, I think that, like you said, there's more things that could be led to as a backstory, um, like. I'm sure Le Domas is not chosen by accident. If you take Alex, Le Domas, Le Domas means to conquer. If you look into it even further, Alexander the Great was a conqueror. He ruled for a long time. I'm sure there's a little homage going on in there. Um, I didn't look up the other guy who you just said. I forgot his name already. The devil. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that name means. But there are some connections here that people who are looking deeper can find and suss out. I want to even say at one point his mother says he's destined for greatness. Like they tongue in cheek it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I I feel like that, I mean, even though the movie had a good mixture of like horror and comedy, I did feel like they tried a little too hard with some of the comedy, like with some of the characters. Like with the um Emil's husband. What was his name? Finch with the fucking crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like they kind of like with the crossbow bit, I felt like they kind of focused on trying to make that t- like a little too funny. 
Like, um, I mean, they had a. I mean, but I, I feel agree. like that kind of fit with no his one's, character. Yeah, but then the day, no one's watching a YouTube video on how to murder people, right? Right. Like, I'm if you're in the middle of out. like, yeah, like if you're in the middle of hunting down like your your brand new like like relative, you're not going to sit in a corner like trying to figure out how to use a crossbow, even if it's like how many, however old it is, but. See, oh, I, I always thought like he was doing that just to stall time because he seemed pretty hesitant to partake in this ritual. So I always thought he was just trying to stall for time. I'm he sure. was just, he was just as clumsy as his wife, too, so. <laughs> yeah, he was really sober. Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like so, with some of the jokes, it was just like, I mean, you could have left that out. Like, with the whole, like, with the maid thing. Like, the father's like, oh, she was my favorite. And he was like, oh, she was my favorite. Like, (laughs) however that line went, but it was pretty much along those lines. (laughs) What'd you think, Gray? Uh, The thing that I liked the most about the film... It's just Grace's interactions sometimes and her lines. Uh, she has that one line that's in the trailer. And she's like, so you brought me here to get married? And he's like, hey, you wanted to get married. And she's like, so it's my fucking fault? You know, like they're <laughs> arguing. Um, <laughs> that shit cracks me up just talking about it. And then, you know, she kind of has a scene at the end as well where she's like, fuck your fucking family. Anytime someone uses fuck twice in a sentence really gets me. Uh, so those are my <laughs> positives just because I I would love to watch the movie again and just see how many times Grace says fuck. Because I want to say it's an abundance. Oh, yeah. And was this a rated R? Yeah, I think this is rated R. Yes. Okay. Um, the other thing, I, I don't like the way they portray Grace as having a turning point, uh, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. She has her Chuck Taylors on. She tears her wedding dress. She puts on a shotgun and bullet shells. And, like, that's kind of the cover art for the marketing and stuff. And spoiler mm-hmm. alert for those of you who haven't seen it, the gun doesn't even fucking work. It's like a two-minute bit in the movie. That she got it all suited up and booted up, and then she goes back to the fucking damsel in distress um, type. Not damsel in distress, that's wrong. Uh, But, like, uh, wounded pet? I don't know if that's too harsh as well. I mean, she she held her own in the movie, so... But she kind of stumbles through it. It's not like she was a badass the whole time. There was no turning... To where she, even the scene where, I mean, she takes a bullet in the hand. And the way she exacts her revenge for that, I don't think that was just. I think it's time to murder someone. Mm-hmm. Which leads me into the second part of the thing that I don't like. Is, hey, I get it that they're kids in this film. But let's treat them like fucking characters. I don't give a shit if they're kids or not. We need to fuck them up and we need to fuck them up on screen. I'm just saying, don't tease that. Damn, crazy! <laughs> I'll give him that. You sound like you sound like me at Trader Joe's. Damn. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm just saying, don't tease me. Let's just do it. Don't 
you know, mm-hmm. cut the poor play. Let's just get it. Uh, other than that, that kid drove me nuts too. Yes. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if you had to murder a kid under those situations, who's going to tell? <laughs> like, who's going to tell? The horses in the barn or somebody? No. No. Worst case scenario, you just hire R. Kelly's PR firm. Oh. You know. <laughs> All right, I'm going to just leave. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with us here at Kill the Dead Podcast. <laughs> uh, not sponsored. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's my impression of the movie. With that being said, I do think that the film is actually good. It's a, a you know, it's a fun film. I would watch it again. I will probably. This is like a date night movie. It's like you mm-hmm. have a friend that's not really into horror but you want them to watch something that you needed to watch anyway, this is that film. Like, I would say Happy Death Day to you is one of those films as well, where it's fun to watch even though it has horror elements. And I you love that movie. cringe when I say Happy Death Day to you. But <laughs> it, it's a good film. <laughs> I like this film, too. I, I, I could see some political subtext in the film as well. Like, um, I thought the Alex character, to me, represented liberal guilt and the family represented, you know, this idea of the rich trying to keep the poor down by, mm-hmm. you know, um, compromising our livelihood and how that tradition keeps carrying on with generation and generation. But again, well, I think all that you is... nailed it right there is because you said tradition. Like, yeah. that's the one percenter tradition. Mm-hmm. And then they make sport out of the things that we fear the most, like death. Mm-hmm. Or become president. Yeah. Fucking. I'm not a fan of Trump and his family. <laughs> <laughs> Ash. <laughs> yes. Your final <laughs> Yeah, I agree with everything y'all said. I mean, it's a fun film if you're not into horror like that. I mean, you could. I think you could handle it. Um, the amount of gore was pretty impressive. You see a lot of it, not like a lot of it, but a good amount of it, especially towards the end when you see like the little twists. Um, and I know like some people like on social media, like, wow, this movie flew under the radar. And I was just wondering, like, did this film not receive a lot of, I mean, I've seen a couple people like on like my Twitter feed. Saying like, oh, this film flew under my radar. Ash, and I'm just like What did I what? tell you about hanging out on light skin Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What the fuck did I log into today? <laughs> I'm just saying. I... <laughs> oh Lord. What are you drinking tonight, Gray? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> just um <laughs> DC's finest water, y'all. Damn. Oh, am I the sober one? <laughs> but no, like, just people, some people were saying, like, how this movie almost, like, flew under their radar. I'm just wondering if there wasn't, like, enough promotion for it, because I feel like the movie was well-promoted. Mm. That's just, like, in my my opinion. Um, Like I said before, the casting's perfect. Samara was perfect. 
Like, you just really fall in love with her character. Um, but yeah, other than did that, this movie did this movie open at the same week as 47 Meters Down Uncaged? They came out the same week or like a week apart? Oh, it did. I think oh, it okay. did. I couldn't tell you. Like, you guys know last week I just realized that movie was in theaters. So <laughs> I think I, it did. That wasn't even a joke. That's just, <laughs> I don't know who's running their marketing. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think it did come out at the same time as that movie. And you haven't heard much about that movie either. I've only heard good things about it. I've heard it's actually really, really good, but I just, you know, I can't spend all my time in theaters. True. Yeah, I don't, I I haven't heard anything bad about it. I mean, to me, it kind of looks like Underwater Haunted House, right? Mm -hmm. You go here, something's going to pop out. You go here, something's going to be slightly (laughs) askew. That's actually exactly how I've heard it described as an underwater underwater haunted house movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> like, anyway, I mean, I enjoy this film, and I I can see myself like if I need if I'm in a mood to watch a movie or I don't have anything else to watch, I could just pop this in and have a good time with it. Um, wait, are we talking about forty seven meters? Or did you go back? To no, be- ready okay. or not? I was like, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, no, I, it it definitely feels like uh, I could watch it at any point type thing. Um, but going back to Devin, I don't think I I, I don't know if I have time to see Forty Seven Meters Down. Uh, it Chapter Two's just come out. Uh, Creep Show's coming back in theaters local for me, and then Rear Window. If you guys have never seen that one, is coming back in the theaters as well. Mm, I've always wanted uh, to. Yeah, so Alfred Hitchcock, James Stewart, I'm all for it. I think Grace Kelly's in that too. I'm actually pissed that I didn't see Don't Let Go when it came out last week. And that movie. Oh, um, I was about to say, what movie is that? Yeah, that opened yeah, up a lot at, of people are number 14. It. They are? Oh, I oh, don't yeah. know. That. I had not seen it, but it was only playing at one theater here. I looked it up once, but the time that it was playing wasn't suitable to my needs. Yeah, but, some people are referring it as a knockoff version of the butterfly effect. I, I figured the timelines don't add up. You kind of get that from the trailer. And actually, can we? We're going to go ahead curtail uh, the rest of the conversation to trailers. <laughs> um. Tagging or piggybacking off of Ready or Not. I really feel like anyone can watch a Ready or Not trailer, not watch the movie, and still know how the movie ended. Like, it's getting to a point to where these marketing teams need to talk to the director before they actually send a final product out. Like, as you referenced Black Christmas, we all know what happened with Pet Cemetery this year. It's like... We don't need to give away the whole kit and caboodle. No. How do you guys feel about that? <clears throat> I agree. I think especially for a movie like, say, Pet Cemetery, for example, the twists in the remake is that it's Ellie who dies and not Gage. And I thought that would have been a really compelling twist if it wasn't spoiled in the trailers, especially as heavy as it was spoiled. It would have been such yeah. a... 
a wonderful surprise seeing that for the first time, seeing the movie for the first time and seeing that, that surprise twist. But marketing companies have a different plan. Which I just don't get. Um, yeah. I would love it if there was just, I don't, know, I don't know if discrepancy is the right word or not, but if there was just some type of couth uh, as far as, hey, we, we've seen the whole movie and we need to sum it up in two minutes, but we don't need to, like, it's not fucking cliff notes. No one needs to take a test after watching the trailer to see how much of the movie they know. People and are just I, becoming too lazy. And this is true. But I don't want to do that. Actually, oh, I'll, I'll, first of all, I'll fess up. I have watched, not watched, I have read Rotten Tomatoes or Wikipedia if I've missed a sequel in a franchise and I'm watching one that's after it. Sure. But do I oh, really yeah, expect that? No. Like, that shouldn't be the first thing that's served up to a customer. It's like, hey, here's everything you need to know about something you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, even just like with the new Black Christmas remake, I mean, obviously we can't say for sure if it gives too much away, but, <clears throat> excuse me, but based on the trailer, it seems to hit a lot of different plot points, enough to differentiate itself from this <laughs> other, other versions that where you can look at this film and, and figure out what I'm assuming they think is a twist ending. And that's just bad for business. And that's the biggest consensus of the film. I quickly just put the trailer up on, on I need you Jesse.com. And I wrote a little, little paragraph about it saying that uh, this movie, this trailer gave too much weight. And this is before I even heard everyone else's reaction saying the same thing. So it's, it's, I know now I know it's not just me. <laughs> everyone else is aware of it too. <laughs> Do you feel like it's just like the horror genre that likes to give away a lot in the trailers? Or do you feel like it happens in other genres too? Because I feel like I just see more of it happening in horror movies. I think it's definitely. I mean, if you look at, and this is the second time I'm doing this, but if you look at Marvel, they're the king of deep fakes. Like they put uh-huh. up whole different CGI scenes just so you have an idea, but you don't know what's going on. Um, Which so, is so weird because those stories are based on existing properties that people yeah. are already aware of. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I agree. <clears throat> like, there needs to be something else going on. Like, if Black Christmas was really a mental health horror movie and Latoya Jackson was the killer, that would be some uh-uh. shit I'm not getting from the trailer. Right. Wait, what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what? That's where she's been all these years. They just put her up in the attic. Oh my gosh. Wait, okay. See, that's how stunned you guys are. That would be a plot twist. No one saw I that. I mean, coming. yeah, I wouldn't see a black person in one of these films coming because there hasn't been one for the last two movies. So that would be the twist. Yeah. <laughs> At least there's two in this movie. I mean, uh, Black Christmas, but there are. Yeah, Brittany will great. Well, she's biracial. Okay. Who's the other one? Who else? <laughs> she has curly hair. I don't know the actress's name. I think she's an up and coming actress. 
Oh shoot! What did I just do? I can't, can't be that these, old because we all these young actors. <laughs> I feel yeah, so I old. I <laughs> yeah, I think she's an up and coming actress, so I want to know her name off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, so I still feel like I don't know who you're talking about. You know who Brittany O'Grady is? Yes, but she's like she's from Star. I mean, like TV shows, but the other one, I'm I'm not so, sure who she is. All right, I'm gonna say two Chris Browns does not make one Tiger. I would put these people as African American women in a film. They are definitely biracial. <laughs> Sorry. Kevin, okay. Oh my god! Like I had to first, first I honestly had to think about who Tiger was because that's <clears throat> that's the young crowd. And <laughs> it took me a minute to figure out what you're saying. Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just picked up a picture of Elise Shannon, and she has either green or hazel eyes. Oh, so yeah. I mean, I think this this leads into a discussion about like colorism when it comes to tokenism in these movies. Uh-huh. But um, but yeah, I mean, she, she she's black. It's just who's the other one? Yeah. <laughs> she's two Noxzema commercials away from being white. I wouldn't say so. Okay. Oh. oh my god. What are you drinking um, over there, Grace? I swear you're nothing. Um, I want something today. Oh, I but yeah, I mean, charm. Yeah, she's in the new charm, which I haven't seen yet. I've heard it's actually pretty good. Oh, she is I. Not a dark witch. She's not bad. She's not good. She's lost. I haven't I'll watch it. I didn't watch the original ones, but I'll give this one a chance. I don't know if it got renewed or canceled. I think it got canceled. Not got renewed. Oh, I thought it was a renewed. Oh, season two, October 11th. Okay, so I'm back. <laughs> I watched it. I liked it. So that's the nicest thing I guess I said tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that a shot. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I am looking for, as much as I'm bitching about the Black Christmas uh, remake, I am, I'm still going to see it <laughs> on Friday, yeah. December 13th, because, I mean, God forbid we actually have a Friday the 13th movie released on Friday the 13th. So this is the next best thing. What's the, why, did, why didn't they release it on Friday the 13th this year? It's in, a, it's in September. I feel like there's another movie coming out on Friday 13th. Oh, okay. No? Oh, is it the Brad Pitt movie? Aster something? Oh, where he's in space. Yeah, or Astrid. Okay. I'm not going to see that, but that's cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was wrong on some level. I just don't know. It just looks long. It looks like one of those movies that's going to be like two hours and okay. 34 minutes. And About out of, outer space. And it's like, I get it. We've done this before with like Gravity in 2001. I get it. Gravity and what was that? Interstellar? Sure, yeah. yeah. Matthew McConaughey is now a professor at University of Texas. Of course he is. And I will now be attending that college. So. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. 
I'll make sure I get an A plus in that class. Anyway, uh, have you? Um, I know I'm, I'm. I know I'm like kind of changing the subject for a second here, but have you guys seen all five of the Exorcist movies? Uh, no, because you just no. said five instead of four. Well, because there's two part fours, so I assume you know I would just say five. Oh, okay. I like a stickler for semantics. <laughs> no, um, well then, yes. You have seen all of them, okay? Um, how would you compare the two prequels, or which one did you like better? There's the Rennie Harlan one, which I believe is the more bloody one, and there's the Paul Schrader one, which is the more character building one. Or wait, which one came out like mid two thousand? Was that the uh, Dom- Dominion? Yeah, yeah. That was the more gory one, wasn't it? Yes, that's the one I liked. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. All right, I told my partner we're gonna like binge watch all of the Exorcist movies this uh, season. This weekend. Oh, Even well, no, the, the second se- one? The oh. season. Oh, I'm a- actually, I'm going to buy the second one from Shelf Factory. I actually, I just had this <laughs> conversation with someone, or not really a recent, but back in June, I was on a plane with someone, and I was telling them how I think the rhetoric, or rhetoric is better than the original in some ways. It's just the original got so much shock value originally. Mm-hmm. I love part two, in other words. Yeah. Part two is trash, but I I can appreciate. You know how much I love trash. It's it's yes. more ambitious than the first one, um, but I, I can't say it's better than part one. But it's I I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for existing, kind of thing. <laughs> I I watch part two more than part one. Definitely, part one is like it's Halloween time. Sure, I'll throw it on. Mm-hmm. But part two, if I see that on any network. Television, I watch it. Oh, I can't and even tell the, you when was the last time I seen the part part two. I can, I might have to revisit it. Yeah, That's a good idea. I think we'll have a whole marathon. Yeah, and then there's Exorcist three, which is actually really good. Uh huh. Why do you say uh huh like that? No, I said uh huh. Like I'm agree. Like uh huh. And then I, technically, if you want to get if you want to get technical, there's actually two additional sequels to The Exorcist, which are the seasons of the, the two seasons of the TV series. I watched which, the TV series. I like that. Which actually serve as sequels. Spoiler alert. Even though they cancel it. I know it was really good. I'm still pissed at Fox. <laughs> um, I think you just gave us the idea for the next episode, Devin. Uh-oh. What are the spooky season traditions that you hold true? Uh, when you said you were going to do The Exorcist and made me think one year I thought the Saw franchise was going to be a good idea to revisit, fucking wasted my time. I finished. <laughs> <laughs> I There's so many heart, of them. <laughs> but I chose poorly. <laughs> and more to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, aren't they? Yeah, aren't they going? There's they're making. I can't talk. They're going to make another one because I think Chris yeah. Rock just wrapped up on his. Yeah, they yeah. Just and it. I'll watch it because that's what I do. But it's probably one of those things to where they didn't have to. I'm not sure when people saw Jigsaw, but I watched that at home. I did mm-hmm. not finish it. 
I it, it was it. it was fine. It just was unnecessary. It didn't bring anything new to the franchise, especially for it to be this epilogue to the series. Right uh, after seven films, do I really need to see the the beginning? Like we get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so whatever, it's fine. But I, I think that might be an interesting thing for next time. Uh, before we get out of here, I wanted to bring up we are having a giveaway. Uh, if you guys have not, please go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Uh, after, I don't know, sometime next month, we'll announce two winners for some fun toys for horror fans. So if you guys leave us a review, we'll announce the winner or the review on the show, and then we'll DM you so you can get your prize. Yay. And follow Ash on Twitter. Yes. And Devin. And Devin. I need you, Jesse. (laughs) Thank you. I was just saying Ash because Ash is better at the social media promoting than any. Oh, yeah. That's right. But still follow me. I want to talk to people and talk shit on Twitter. (laughs) And talk about how to make the perfect martini. Mm hmm. Um, you, You know, I showed my friend that picture. That you uh, put up of your martini the other oh, night. Oh, my simple, my simple favorite martini. Yes, <laughs> that looks. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was perfect. I love that you did it. How wet it was... did your floor get? Please tell me you threw the vermouth on the floor. No, I, I don't have kind of money, so I just <laughs> poured it back into the bottle. <laughs> okay. No worries. Yeah. I'm. Um, I actually might do some martinis tomorrow night. We'll see. Oh, I know I am. All right, there you have it. Another episode in the books. Uh, Say good night, folks. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. There we go.